0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Sleepy Knots Podcast. So we're going to get right to it this week because this is a little bit longer of a story, but it's worth it. If you stick with me, it's worth it. I promise. What I want you to do is find a nice, quiet, comfy little space. Lay down, curl up. It's cold, it's winter, so get a blanket. Get a pillow. Relax. Take some deep breaths and get ready to lose yourself in this week's silly sleep story called Jensen Ackles goes for a run. Jensen Ackles pounded his fists on the electronic panel that controls his treadmill hoping it was simply a loose wire that was keeping it from turning on, but it was no use. If he was going to be able to work out today, he was going to have to do it like a Neanderthal and jog his neighborhood. He grabbed his keys, phone, and fanny pack and headed out the door. It was a sweltering hot day, and as soon as the latch clicked on his Beverly Hills 90210 fanny pack, he was already sweating. He headed down his long driveway and out into the street. He didn't have a plan in mind of where he was going, so when he saw the signs labeled estate sale, he decided to follow them. They snaked around and down and before he knew it, he was standing in front of a mid-century modern palace. It was painted a deep avocado green and it called to him to just come inside. I've never been updated, come see me, I'm original. People were milling around in the garage in the driveway and filling in and out of the front door. Jensen Ackles had never had any interest in estate sales, but he had had a deep interest in people, and exploring the house of a newly deceased neighbor sounded so much more fun than running in this thick, oppressive heat of the early afternoon. He glanced down and realized that he may be underdressed for such a sale in his vintage 80s running shorts that clung tightly to his groin and his Tony the Tiger Frosted Flakes muscle tank. And, of course, the fanny pack, but there was nothing he could do about it now. As he walked in the front door, he was greeted with the sweet smell of freon and mothballs. The cool air breezed over his skin, and he felt a small shiver creep up his bare legs. The whole place reminded him of his mama's house, except without the constant smell of Vic's rub and chicken soup. Off the foyer was the formal living room filled with people whispering and inspecting items that had been laid out on folding tables for sale. Having never been to an estate sale, he assumed that everything in the house was just for sale, and it seemed like people were wandering freely from room to room collecting the items that they wanted. In the dining room at the head of a long pine table sat an ancient woman with a nose as long as a thumb. She sat counting money and making notes on a small pad of paper, and she reminded Jensen Ackles of Loretta Lynn, only 50 years older, and shrunk to the same size as his seven-year-old daughter. This had to be some family member running the sale. In the kitchen, he took in all the old green glass cups and chip china plates. There was such a thrill at peeking into the life of this person, this neighbor he had never met. He opened the cabinets to find spices and boxes of pasta, old microwave popcorn bags, and onions with little sprouts all over them. He opened the door to the bright yellow ancient fridge and gasped at the smell that leaked out, quickly slamming it shut again. Was that sour milk or garlic? Eh, ugh. In the living room, two women were haggling over the price of a set of bookends, and an older man was scratching his elbow furiously, leaving small flakes of dead skin all over the edge of the bright orange couch. He shuddered and turned to see if there were any clues as to the identity of the person who had lived here. He wandered towards a long hallway that led to the bedrooms and bathroom based on the smell. The hallway was lined with more framed photos than he could even count. No one had seemed to take any notice of him slowly studying them and making his way down the hall, so he just continued. There were a lot of old pictures of kids, holidays, various milestone moments, and portraits. He stopped short at one photo, a black and white wedding photo of a small woman who looked just like the old woman at the table, with a tall man in a military-style uniform. He inched closer and realized it had to be the woman at the table. The hair was exactly the same, and the same long, sloping nose. It must be her husband who died. Oh, maybe now she had to go live with one of her kids or at a nursing home. What a sad thought. He pictured his own wife, old and stooped over, sitting at a table selling all their worldly possessions. He kept walking and saw there were more and more portraits of the husband. No longer in the military uniform, he was dressed in one portrait as maybe a doctor or a scientist. Another, he looked more like a policeman. Maybe he'd been an actor and these were all his ancient headshots. Well, now this was really hitting too close to home. Would he hang stills of himself on set as he aged out of being able to get work? Was he looking at his own future? He wandered to the end of the hall, where a set of French doors were open into a master bedroom. More photos everywhere in a perfectly, meticulously made bed. There were more photos everywhere. The man dressed as a pilot, a soldier, but not a uniform he recognized. A scholar, or scientist. Wait, no, that's definitely an SS. Was he an SS officer? If he was an actor, then that one was easily explained, though not one that Jensen Ackles would have chosen to display had it been his acting job. It's a bit tone-deaf in these times, but you know old people. Curiosity took over. He had to know the name of this man, this actor, who clearly had a large catalogue of characters he'd played over what seemed to be a long career. He listened to see if anyone was coming, and when he was greeted with the quiet murmurs of people in the living room, he started opening the bedside tables. Maybe there would be a bill or something with his name on it, something that he could search IMDB and be able to say, hey, I was in this guy's house. I went to his estate sale. I saw his underpants drawer. I should get out of his underpants drawer. The only thing in the first drawer he opened were underpants, a jar of Vaseline, and a pair of socks. He quietly made his way around to the other side of the bed and the other table, and inside was an old ashtray with some stray pills. He turned, and behind him was an entire wall of mirrored, sliding closet doors. He looked himself up and down and made a mental note that he looked fabulous in his fanny pack and his sweet-ass shorts, and as silently as possible, he slid one of the doors back to reveal a closet stuffed with clothes. It was so stuffed that he was barely able to move anything. He spotted a small safe with the door open, just to the left of where he was standing and bent down, and bent down to see if he could solve this unfolding mystery. This was so exciting. This was the most exciting thing that had happened to him in, I don't know, weeks since that thing at Costco with the frozen peas. This is awesome. Just as he was starting to pull out stacks of paper, he heard a woman's ancient and papery voice filter down the hallway. I need to take my pills before I forget, Marjorie. The shuffling of house shoes was coming right at him and he was stuck. Should he stand and let himself be caught snooping in things that were clearly not a part of the estate sale? Or should he duck into the closet and just wait for the old woman to take her pills and go back to the table? Then he could pretend when he came out and like from down the hallway that, oh, I just got lost. I thought this was part of the sale. A dry old lady cough made the decision for him and he did a quick shoulder roll into the closet. Damn it, he thought. No one here to see one of my best ever shoulder rolls. He slid the door shut and listened to the old woman opening drawers and running water in the ensuite bathroom. Any minute now, she would shuffle out and he would be able to continue his snooping. As his eyes adjusted to the darkness, he glanced around him and he was surrounded by old shoe boxes stacked on the floor and the safe. Above him, the antique clothes hung in clusters, and he listened as the little old lady sat on the bed and took large, frantic gulps of water. Then she loudly burped and put the glass on the nightstand, and he had to stifle a giggle. Mm -hmm. Jensen Ackles pulled his phone silently from his fanny pack and switched it off. This old lady could sit on her bed for a few minutes, and he didn't want his phone ringing, giving him away in his hiding spot. He flicked on the flashlight to get a better look at what he was sitting amongst, and since he was tucked away so perfectly, he figured he might as well check out what was in the safe. He spotted a stack of passports, and his heart leapt. This was it! He was going to solve the mystery of the actor. He opened the first one, and there was the stoic face of an old man in a set of eyeglasses that made him look like a little turtle. The names? James St. James. James St. James? That's not a real name! He moved on to the second one. The same man, a little younger this time and with more hair on his head. The name? Gerald Brosleski? Brosloski? What the hell? The third passport was for a man who looked to be the old man, but this time in his thirties named Franz von Schleps. At that moment, the old woman had a coughing fit and he thought about popping out of the closet to see if she was okay, but she would probably just drop dead right in front of him. His legs were starting to cramp up. I'm okay, Marjorie. Did the detective call you? Detective? Well, now he was riveted. He was not going anywhere. Yeah, he said that there were high levels of potassium cyanide in Daddy's system when he died. Oh, Marjorie, what are we gonna do? I don't know, Mama, but it's gonna be okay. Whatever happens, it will be okay. The old woman started to weep, and Jensen Ackles froze. Were these women, like, admitting they murdered the old guy? He flipped on the recorder on his phone. He was not about to miss out on being able to solve a murder case if he could. I just couldn't take it anymore. Your daddy, he tried to hit me a few times, and I i didn't know how much worse it was going to get. Mama, you had no choice. No one would blame you. Your sister blames me. Well, Jenny has always liked to blame you for everything. Remember when Jeffrey died and she told everyone you had murdered him? It took a long time and a lot of money to get you off the hook for that one. A multiple murderess? Jackpot! Jensen Ackles was going to be a hero! Where's the... I don't know what... the cyanide? Where's that now? when the cops searched the house, they seized it. I wish it was here. I would just drink it and go join your father myself at this point. I can't. I can't. I can't. He had it all on tape. This was his moment. She was basically admitting she had murdered the old guy. With his phone in one hand and the stack of passports in the other, Jensen Ackles threw open the sliding door and shouted, "'Not if I have anything to say about it. You're going to jail for murder, lady!' Both the women screamed, and he double-checked just to make sure his balls weren't hanging out of his shorts. They had been known to do that in the past. That was the downside to these short shorts, but they were so comfy. "'Who the hell are you?' the younger woman asked. "'I'm the guy who's going to make sure that your mother here is going to jail for murder.' "'You don't understand what you heard,' she said, but he cut her off. "'Oh, I understand. I understand that you poisoned your husband, and I have the proof right here on tape.' My husband, he had Alzheimer's. I was going to put him in a home. I kept him here as long as I could, but he was starting to be violent. When well, then one day he grabbed the rat poison instead of his coffee creamer, his coffee creamer, and he accidentally killed himself. It was horrible. He died right here in front of me, and I couldn't, I couldn't save him. His confidence was slightly shaken because what she was saying made sense, but then he remembered what about jeffrey you killed him and everyone knew it but you managed to buy your way out of that one didn't you jeffrey was my sister's hamster the young woman said and mother had to buy her presents for a year before she stopped claiming he was murdered he was a rodent what about these passports i found why does he have all these passports and different names on them Well, not that it's any of your business, young man, hiding in my closet, going through my things, but my husband fled Germany during the war and came here to help put a man on the moon. Oh, well, no, that's just, that's just crazy. You're just a crazy old lady. Um, dickhead, and we've been under witness protection ever since. That's why he has those passports? Jensen Ackles slowly put his phone back in his fanny pack and zipped it shut. I'm, uh, uh, I'm sorry. I don't need you to be sorry. I need you to buy something. We desperately need the money so that mom can go live somewhere nice. He nodded, and 20 minutes later, he was headed home, the proud new owner of a set of old cookbooks he had paid $2,500 for. Never again did he have the urge to snoop at an estate sale. The end. And that's it for this week. I hope everyone's doing well and dealing with the stress of the holiday. Yeah, there's not much going on this week. Honestly, I'm just, I'm doing a lot of editing with my new book and the selling of the new, new book. There's a lot of books in the pipeline, as they used to say when I worked at the bank. Um, But yeah, that's kind of it. I figure we'll just feature this story this week and, and we'll call it good. I hope that everybody has a really good holiday. And I will see everyone next week. Until then, sleep well.